We are excited about what the Lord is going to be doing in uh, this month as we get to know the Pauls and uh, spend time with them. And um, who knows what's ahead this year? The Lord does. Well, we're going to kind of talk about that today because the odometer has just clicked. And uh, we are now into 2017. 16 has been uh, conquered. And uh, 17 is just now beginning for us. And I'm actually quite shocked that first service is a bit light on this Sunday, uh, January 1st. I had, uh, Rick and I were betting, and he was saying first service would be light. And I thought everyone would be here for sure. And uh, (laughs) you were right. (laughs) Well, hey, uh, as we start out, the beginning of a year, there's always this thing about looking back and as well as kind of looking forward and, you know, the shows last night do that. I don't know. I didn't stay up for them, but um, it just always has a way of doing that. And, and uh, I want to kind of take a little look back here uh, and take a couple pictures. I thought it was kind of fun for me to be able to do that. So here's some pictures here. Way back in uh, 2008 uh, in the theater days. And uh, I love the picture that you see up here with uh, Robbie and Nick and uh, Paul Zerniak and Andrea's right behind there. I, I still remember that meeting together over at their house in their basement and praying together, kneeling down. And, and that was before this church ever really existed. And then you can see at the theater there with the, uh, the flags that we're doing just some special days, weren't they? Those of you who were around, some really special days. My, what the Lord has done. Uh, another one was just with the theater itself and just when it was getting to the point where we were just getting packed out in there. Someone was told, telling me the other day that they went and saw a movie there and I guess the seats are completely different, like Lazy Boys. So uh, God just uh, held it for us just in time and now now they can kick back. Uh, then kind of jumping ahead, February 2014, uh, we moved into their new building and just uh, I, I love... Uh, that day, special day, Joey there just with uh, our parking lot team and just the joy of from everywhere. It was just a, a thrill with that. A face, personal favorite picture of mine is that Sunday is just kind of personally Karen and I on that Sunday in the office looking out the window on that and thinking, oh my, everything just changed. And uh, literally remember that moment and uh, very special. Uh, then this year, had some great moments. Uh, remember the VW uh, bus and uh, that kind of, uh, I, in fact, I have a little museum in my office from everybody giving me those, so um, keep them coming. <laughs> I love them. Uh, but then th- that really was part, if you weren't here, we had uh, finished up beginning of the year, gone into our Revelation series, and you can see that here through the whole, uh, <laughs> through the whole movement of that. We started the year out actually finishing up the book of Revelation, a series that, of all series I've taught on, has had the greatest impact on me and continues to of any series I've ever taught through, and I'm grateful for that. Um, here, here's another picture I just love from this year is just uh, when we, one of our conferences we had here, and just people praying uh, for each other and gathering around, and uh, how cool is that? Oh, more of that in us, right? More of that in us. See that in our text today. Here's another one. Just in the summer, we had the high five here with uh, fun with Drew, because it is all about Drew. <laughs> no, it's just a fun moment and just the joy of with our children. I uh, love this other picture, just with the bringing together of our student ministry leaders here as they're just gathered around and 
cheering, praying, uh, God show up in it, love what the Lord's doing in our kids and our students, uh, all that. And then uh, another one, uh, here's uh, Pastor Cody uh, and Nate graduated, and then we've got uh, Pastor Chris and Robbie uh, started school. With their, it's kind of our tradition with their lunch boxes, and uh, so we've got a number of us uh, still in school. Uh, Robbie and uh, Chris are in working on their master's of divinity. Cody's working on his PhD. I'm trying to finish up my doctorate. We've just got a lot of stuff going on around here with that. We're a learning church, always growing, uh, always learning, doing that together. Then we had a big thing this year. Was uh, Pastor Rick joined the uh, our team, a pastoral team, and. Uh, just what a blessing that has been for uh, have Rick and Tina on our uh, pastoral team. And uh, I'll just kind of, as a personal picture for me, that was really fun just to kind of maybe say for Karen and I, we just love being here and love you and are honored to be here and just to be able to interact, whether it's with kids, adults. Um, it's just, just a real blessing for us to be here. And uh, maybe before I click out, I just think of our small group um, here's our picture of our small group. We were started in January of this year. Uh, we had them start working on a puzzle together, and uh, that was an interesting experience to watch how people approach putting a puzzle together. Um, yeah, we, we had some uh, we had some time of prayer afterwards. <laughs> result of that. <laughs> but one of my favorite pictures from our small group is this one. See, we do puzzles and we do we dance things. And this is Rick and Rob uh, doing Let It Go. <laughs> yep. Haven't had it. <laughs> oh, I truly hope it's embarrassing them. <laughs> truly hope it is. But, uh, well, so here we are. We enter 2017 and uh, I think the big question on the table is how do we enter? How do we enter? Uh, how do we consider stepping into this year? And I, I'm suggesting one word. One word be on our mind today because I can only usually remember about one word at a time anyway, and it's the word ready. Ready. Um, I think Scripture calls us to be a people that are ready. Uh, truth of the matter is, you and I have no idea what's coming up. None. We think we might. I actually already have a calendar for the year and a whole bunch of stuff laid out on it but I have no idea what's coming in this coming year. And uh, yet, we can be ready. And and I want to have us talk about that today. So if you would open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. We're just going to be talking about this one passage today. This isn't start of a series or anything like that, but just this one passage today here on January 1st. Uh, We're going to be looking at Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. It's page 979, if you're using one of the Bibles there behind the seats. Uh, Ephesians 6 for a church family should be a, a familiar passage, and I say that because all of our small groups went through Ephesians here uh, this last fall together and walking through the book of Ephesians. So this isn't going to be anything new, so there's a familiarity with it, but also this is a very familiar passage because if you've been around church or went to Sunday school when you were growing up, uh, this is a passage that talks about the armor of God. And, and that is a very familiar passage just even by saying that because you can even probably remember as a kid dressing up and wearing some of these things if that was your situation like it was for me growing up in church and kind of wearing some of the armor and some of those kinds of things. Uh, but, but what happens with the familiarity is actually a lot of times because of kind of some of the dress up of it, actually a lot of the text gets lost. A lot of the text gets missed. In fact, I would term it this way. The mindset and the manner of the text gets lost in the armor talk. 
So I'm actually going to not talk very much about the armor today. I'm going to talk about it just very quickly, very minimally. Because by getting in the armor and talking about, you know, where it goes and, you know, where it's placed on the body, which, by the way, I don't even think is necessarily all that important or has all that bigger ramifications to the whole thing. I don't even think that's Paul's part, uh, objective in the whole thing of it all. He's just using an example as he's in jail and he's seeing Roman soldiers and he's just grabbing a hold of this picture and placing some of the things. And some fit, but some don't necessarily have to be in certain places because other passages of Scripture show them in talking, referencing them in other kind of places of the body, if you want to call in that illustration. And so, but what oftentimes gets mi- mixed is what's going on with the passage. Uh, let me say it this way. What are the verbs? What are the verbs? What, what, what are the action calls? What's the mood and the mindset? What is Paul doing here? So I want to spend our time on that today. So, now, with saying that, uh, if you've been around here and if you know me well enough, I'm all about pictures. I am a picture guy. Pictures just settle things for me, sink things in my mind, help me to understand things. And so I was kind of going, what picture do I use? And, And... in this looking back kind of manner, I was like, hey, looking back, there's a favorite picture of mine that's been the case that you see on the screen that uh, we used back in our Joshua series a few years ago. We actually used this image on the very first Sunday when we uh, opened up in here. Uh, it's a favorite picture of mine, it's, and it's for so many reasons of it. But there's something about it that, that it is missing some armor thing, and it's also a bit uh, dated, if you want to call it that, in the dress of what's going on. So uh, I'm just kind of stretching out here today and and, uh, just hold on to your seat for a second because I want to use a different picture. And in fact, here it is. All right. This is the picture for today. This is what ready looks like. Now you may be saying, boy, Doug, that's kind of politically shocking here. Uh, You're kind of like offended me. All right. I'll get over it for one. But (laughs) two, um, I'll just say this. Paul is sitting in prison and he's looking at a Roman soldier, someone in his day, who is armored up with the most high-tech equipment possible. And he is associating his conversation with that setting. And even bringing back like a gladiator, a picture of gladiator or something has a fitting, but at the same time, to bring it into where we're at today and the mindset today and how to think about this today, I'm bringing modern armor into this deal. And I would say this, let's, let's say these guys, let's say these guys, these gals, uh, up on the picture, armored up, they are ready, are they not? They are ready. Now, there's a part of it that's a bit like, starting the year, like a reforming a militia? Uh, no, calm down, calm down. You'll see here in just a second, uh, in a little bit here, uh, I think why this picture is fitting. So I understand starting the year out, it's a bit of a shocking picture, but hang on, we'll see. Well, let's go to the text. Uh, today is about ready, what, uh, what, what ready in Christ looks like, uh, what it, uh, how it happens. And there's four things I've got here out of the text. And the first one is ready looks like strong. By the way, strong in the Lord. Uh, what's, let's go to the text. What's the first word? I think almost every version has the exact same first word. What is it all together? Finally. Okay, now, finally starts this out because this is the end of the letter. So Paul is not saying, well, finally I'm done, like this has been boring. Okay, that's not the case. What he's saying here with this finally term is, in other words, okay, I have a final thing to say, and this final thing to say builds on everything else that I've just said. 
Okay, so finally I have something to say that's a final thing built on everything else I've been talking about in the book of Ephesians. So finally, here is something to say. Finally, be strong. But note this, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of whose might? His might. Okay, a couple truths that that go along with this. One is, is you are not strong. You and I are not strong. He is. That's the deal. Let me work on some of the, the language here. First of all, this idea of be strong, it's in a passive form. That means it's done to. It's an action that is done to. It's not the action that is done by you. It is something that is done to you. In other words, it's this. You don't be strong because you can't be strong in yourself. You and I are not strong. Here's the deal. There is a strength to be had. But it's not your strength. So here's the deal. If you're a follower of Christ, if you've received Christ as your Savior, and you're like, this year, I want to live for the Lord. I want to see that happen. Listen, if you're trying to beef yourself up and man and woman yourself up and just get strong in yourself and, like, be that, stop it. Just stop it. And actually, that should be news of great joy. Stop trying so hard to be strong in your own strength. Stop it. And just admit it, we're weak. Friends, I'm telling you, I am so weak that as time goes on, I realize more and more I just keep getting weaker in myself. Because I continue to realize, as we'll see in the text here, I am weak in this war. And so the call is not to be strong in yourself. The call is to be strong in the Lord's strength. And here's the thing. The bad news is that you and I are weak. The good news is that there is strength that you can have. But it's not your strength. I mean, look at the pictures here. Take away the armor. They're in trouble in war. Agreed? The strength is not in themselves. No, there's wisdom in there and there's understanding in there. We'll see some of that with this. But the idea here is, as he starts right out and he says, finally, be strong, but be strong in the Lord. Okay, so I'm going to be strong in the Lord. No, 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 in the Lord's strength. Because he is strong and you and I are not. You and I are not strong, but the Lord is. And he wants to provide his strength to you. That means that you and I need to know his strength. Do you know how strong the Lord is? No, yeah, God's really strong. No, seriously. There's a difference between knowing the kind of conceptual idea that God is strong. And, and there's a, between that and between really seeing from what God has to say about who God is and what God has done and how strong he is. I'm telling you, friends, God's word tells us that God is like beyond our understanding strong. And God is not saying, you know what, I'll I'll toss a little bit of my strength out. No, 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 we'll see here in a little bit. He's saying, listen, full strength at your access. Part of what we need to do is know his strength and then draw close to his strength. 
We just have this pride in us that we want to show the Lord how strong we are. Stop it. Just stop it. Because the Lord knows that you and I are not strong. Have you ever been around a little kid who thinks he's really strong? Do you not want to just pummel him? You know, really, uh, you know, in it, it's like, you know, the kids come around, they're like, yeah, I'm so strong, I'm so awesome. And you're like, dude, I would love to rumble right now. Why? To show you that you are not that strong. And it's like, dude, just stop it, okay? Just stop it. Let's not be a people that are trying to impress each other with our own strength. Can we just be a people starting this year out going, you know what? I start this year out weak. Together. That actually would be a beautiful thing. If we understood that we were starting this year out together weak. But there is a strength. And the Lord has it. And we're to draw close in his strength. Ready in Christ looks like strong, strong in the Lord. Secondly, ready in Christ looks like armored up. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Let's work this. To put on is actually a command. It's like, listen, be strong. If you're going to be strong, there's something you have to put on. It's not your own strength. It's the Lord's strength. And here in the idea of this, it's the idea of step into his armor. So what's my job in this? My job, your job, is to step into. We're to put it on. The Lord doesn't just say like, you know, I'm cramming it on you whether you want it or don't want it. It's this idea of, no, I take a hold of it. Know the Lord's strength, understand the Lord's strength, draw close to him, and step into it. And armor it up. And by the way, it says the whole armor, not the partial armor of it. It's the whole thing. It's like, uh, hey, you don't want just a little bit of his armor. You want the whole thing. Because an armor system that has a weak spot, um, well, with the Lord, there is none. And we need to step and put it all on. By the way, note the armor is the strength. Armor is the strength. It's not the one who's stepping into it. And note also, this is the armor of God. It's not your armor. It's not your academic armor. It's it's not your skill set armor. It's not your experience and your own wisdom armor. The fact of the matter is this is the Lord's armor. It's His strength. So again, I'm just going to repeat it. Stop trying to be strong and step into his strength. Stop trying to be strong and step into his strength. It's available. By the way, I don't say that in a name it and claim it fashion. This is not like name it and God will just do it. Like God is kind of my... uh, my New Year's Eve, uh, you know, vo- voodoo thing. 
No, 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 it's not that. It's just step into his strength and be there and just be there in it. Why the military armored up imagery? Well, look at the verse again. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. This is crazy terminology. Uh, Armor up in the Lord's armor. Why? Because we're in a spiritual war zone. And the enemy is big, and the enemy is powerful, and the enemy is sophisticated. And you and I do not have the strength to go up against this enemy. We don't. We just don't. No, I do. No, you don't. This enemy is too big. By the way, it says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. <laughs> you know, after Christmas and the holiday season, sometimes you walk away, and maybe, the, I hope this isn't your situation, but, you know, sometimes you walk away from family and go, man, my family's just weird. <laughs> Have you ever thought that? <laughs> It's like, what's, what happened? Um, you, you may think of work, and it's like, people at work. I think an important thing to understand in this text is the war is not with people. Hear me in this. The war is actually not with people. And we tend to see it just as a people war. But the war is not with flesh and blood. It's bigger than that. It's something beyond that. It's just the people are kind of, they're part of the war, but actually they are not the thing of the war. The war is not with people. The war is what's going beyond all of that. It's the war that's going on within people and around people. That's the war that's taking place. It's not a war of flesh and blood. It's also not a war of rulers and authorities. This whole last political thing, I just have not gone there as a church to say, let's get together and let's talk about who to vote for. Why, Doug? I've wanted to do that. Why haven't you allowed? Because the war is not with governing structures. It's bigger than that. And too many Christians are getting caught up in thinking that the war is all about who's our president. Stop it. That is so short-sighted. Get involved. I'm all for that. But when we start thinking that the thing is about people and governing, ruling structures of things, I'm just telling you, friends, you are off track. There is something far bigger going on. And the text tells us, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers against authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. I am not going to go to the place where I'm saying, name a demon behind every corner. I'm, I'm just not in that, because how in the world do you know that? Especially in light of the book of Job. And God, a sovereign God, allows things to happen. 
And I just know this, in the coming year, there's going to be some marvelous, wonderful, wonderful things that take place in this coming year to get excited about and to rejoice about. And there's going to be some hard things coming this year. I just promised. It's because of where we live in this time of redemptive history. And so we need to be ready for that in it. We live in a place of redemptive history where the reality is, is we live in a war zone of spiritual force war. And that's what we talked about in Revelation. So allow me to attempt to show this pictorially. If, if you see life that's supposed to be like this, like that's what life is supposed to be every day, all the time, nonstop. Disneyland on a mountain. Singing, which I can't. I wish I could, otherwise I would right now. But we want it to be like that. But, but friends, I, I hate to say this, in, in, in the whole of things, there, this is, that's not the picture. There is coming a time where those who are in Christ and have been redeemed in Christ, it will be better than that. Beyond that. Now is not that time. Instead, here's the reality of what the text tells us. You see life more like this in the text. Uh, can, can you see, if you can't see, it, this is the images are used from the Revelation series where there's, there's a dragon and Satan is prowling like a, a lion, like a panther here. And, and that's the reality. Boy, Doug, you're starting out on a happy note this year. No, here's the thing. There is a happy note in all this because it's first understanding the kind of war that we live in and to armor up in the Lord's strength, that in itself has grand hope in it. But it's knowing that this is the reality of what's going on and where we live right now in redemptive history. And that's the, the thing of it. And the problem uh, with even this imagery right at the moment is, is it depicts kind of like we are, have to take that on ourselves. But, but before I move any further, I, I need to make sure you understand the full picture. So let's bring up the next image in this because that's, that's the Lord's strength. Remember, the lion is the lamb of Revelation. And so the reality is, if, if those images were with, with the singing on the mountaintop, the, the military gear image looks totally out of place. In fact, it's kind of obscene. Like, what are they going to do? Take Julie Andrews out? <laughs> Poor lady? No, no, no. But when you understand that this is the war reality, then the armoring up makes sense. Are you with me? But we don't fight that battle in our strength. We fight the battle in the resurrected, glorified, magnified Jesus Christ, who is the Lamb, who is the Lion. And let Him roar. And we step into that strength. Because on our own, we're in trouble. But in the Lord's strength, there is victory. Number one, ready in Christ looks like strong, strong in the Lord. Number two, ready in Christ looks like armored up in the Lord's armor. Number three, ready in Christ looks like standing firm. Verse 13 and 14. Therefore, 
Therefore, in light of putting on the whole armor of God, because we are in a not a flesh and blood armor world, army world, but we are in a present darkness, cosmic powers, spiritual forces of evil world. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Repeats it again, so that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand firm. By the way, in the evil day, I don't think it's referring to the end times day. I think that concept is, is in just this idea of the constant evil time of redemptive history was stand in the evil day, and having done all to stand firm. Verse 14, stand therefore. There's a repeated concept here. Do you see it? It's stand. In verse 13, it says withstand. In verse 13, it says, stand firm. And then verse 14 really becomes the verb, if you want to say it that way, the, the stand therefore. So why be strong in the Lord's strength and why armor up in the Lord's strength? In order to stand. And by the way, the, in order to stand is not the result of those first two. The idea here is the idea of, it's a, no, no, you take a standing position. Okay, look at me if you're not, okay? It's this kind of thing. It's like to stand is just like to do this, right? But, but, but what the text here is talking about, it's like this. Okay, it's like in basketball, come on. Football, come on. I'm ready. I'm standing. That, that's the idea of the verb here. Okay, so it's this idea of strong, being strong, not, not, not self, uh, because be strong in the Lord's strength, and that looks like armoring up. It's kind of stepping into to, to the, the Lord and who he is, and then with that, it's like standing firm. This is how we enter the start of the year. Like this. Not, not just like on the couch or Whatever. Couch time can be okay, but you know what I'm talking about. So the calendar odometer has turned to 2017, and life is coming. Life is coming, and there's going to be some wonderful moments in it, but you just know that there's also going to be some times in life where there's going to be some... Come on. There's going to be times in life where you are not expecting anything, right? Wow, you guys. Okay, in it all, listen. Life's going to hit this year. I have no idea what it is. No idea. But, but when you're just like there and unsuspected, it's shocking. It's like, whoa, why, why did that happen? Where did that come from? I, was, I wasn't expecting that, Right? But that's not the picture here. The picture is here is this, be strong. Not, not like, yeah, but it's like, okay, Lord, your strength, I am weak. I have no idea what's coming this year. That in itself shows you how weak we are. And he knows every detail that's coming in this coming year. That's how strong he is. And in that, then, we armor up. By the way, the text hasn't even told us what the armor is yet. But it's just telling us that we armor up because we're not in some people-to-people issue. We're, we're, we're in a cosmic forces world issue going on here. So it's, it's, it's like armor up in the Lord, in the Lord's strength, and it's stand firm, get ready, because it's coming. And it doesn't mean like crud. 
It just means like, I want to, there is nothing better than to be armored up in the Lord, ready for the year, for God's glory. It's coming. And the opportunity lays right before us. Be strong in the Lord's strength, armored up in the armor of God, standing firm in the gospel. Let me show this to you. Verse 14, stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Armor up. Now, there's a number of things it talks about here. Truth. It's girding truth regarding the war. By the way, Ephesians chapter 1 through 3 is all about the truth. If you want to know what kind of truth you need to have going into this first year, Ephesians chapter 1 and true, 1 through 3 tells us. It tells us what all, all that God has done, all that God ha- has accomplished, just so much doctrinal truth that it talks about righteousness, living rightly, how to live obedient with the war. My goodness, that's Ephesians 4 through 6 is what is set out for us. It talks about the gospel, that the redeemed in Christ are at peace with Christ. By the way, Ephesians chapter 2 talks about that whole reality of it. Faith, faith is believing the word of God and acting upon it no matter how I feel, knowing that God promises a good result. It's knowing what God says and what God has promised and what God has done and who he is, and and, and it's acting upon that. Salvation, salvation, chapter 2. Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins, but God, but God in his mercy, in his great mercy, provided Christ. You are not saved by your works, the text says, only by grace, only by grace. And then the sword of the Spirit. That's really cool. The sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. By the way, it's the Spirit's sword. We're not the strength behind it. Uh, we're, we're to be engaged with it. We're to grab a hold of it. But, it is, but the, the strength of the Word of God is in the Spirit of God. The strength, and even in, whether it's in small group, whether it's with children's ministry, whether it's here, the strength is not in my ability. I have a responsibility, but not in my ability to be able to proclaim the Word of God. Ultimately, the strength is in the Spirit of God using the Word of God. That's where the strength is at. But, but when we get lost in all of those things, we lose the whole picture of the idea of we are weak, he is strong, armor up in him. Armor up in him. Standing firm in that. Now, there's a tendency to fade out here. Don't fade out on me. Let me finish the last one. Number four, ready in Christ looks like praying. Verse 18. Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Just a couple comments here. Ready in Christ looks like praying. How often? 
Like, all the time. All the time. Friends, all of life is to be prayed. All of life. There are times for prayer, and then there is just life prayer. There are times to, to have dedicated times of prayer, but then there's just praying all things in it. It talks about uh, pray in the Spirit. And, and I do not understand this as some kind of gobbledygook kind of thing that's taking place or some, some, something that's not real, something that, that I'm sorry, so, something that is just ca- kind of like, like a floaty uh, voodoo almost in it. Uh, uh, poor terminology there, sorry about that. But, but in it all, it's just this kind of thing where instead it's this idea that just like the text talks, The Spirit is the one who powers the Word. The Spirit is the one who powers it all. The Spirit is the one who powers prayer. Okay? That is the strength behind it here. One commentator says, Praying in the Spirit involved engagement with God and assistance from the Spirit that takes us beyond our immediate concerns. True prayer is a comprehensive activity involving praise and lament, confession, contemplation, and intercession. Notice in the text, it's a praying that's... A praying praying. It's just a conversation praying. It's praying that's also supplication praying uh, for yourself as well. But, but it's also for all the saints. It's a praying that's done in an alert manner. It's a prayer that's done in a persevering manner. It's just part of it all. So l- let me kind of bring some imagery if I can here myself. So as we go through these, the first one is be strong. But, but it's strong in the Lord, and that starts right up here, friends. I am weak. You are weak. But the only way that you and I can have strength entering this year is as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. For those who have come to know Christ as our Savior, sealed by the Spirit of God in that, empowered to... Listen, we are child, God's children. And in that reality... We have his strength. But it needs to understand theologically, I am weak, he is strong. It's a thinking thing. And then it's a reality of armoring up. I'm armoring up in God's word. I'm armoring up in everything that I come to understand about it. Just, if you will, I'm armoring up in Ephesians chapter 1, 2, and 3. I'm armoring up in that. And by armoring up in that, then in that, I'm standing firm. In other words, I'm ready I'm not dancing on the hills every day. Dance. But at the same time, realize you're going to be shot at. And the important part is not to name the shooting or to even understand the why. The idea behind it is to stand firm in it. Okay? And then in that, it's, oh, Lord, give me wisdom. Would you help me in this right now? Oh, Lord, thank you so much for the glory. I'm praying. Thank you, Lord, for the glory of who you are. The life is all about who you are. Oh, Lord, I am weak. I need your help right now. Lord, Lord, I just pray for insight. Lord, I pray for my brother in Christ. I pray for my wife. I pray for my my friends. I pray for people at church. Oh, God, I, I pray in that. And yet in it, all that's taking place. Now, load up. There is a difference between before when it's kind of like you're standing there and life all of a sudden hits. And there's a difference between that and a difference between what we just talked about. Strong in the Lord, not because of who I am. It's not like, yeah, I'm going to take you on. Strong in the Lord because of who he is. Armored up in the truths of who he is and what I understand about who the Lord is and what he has called me to be and to do. 
and taking those two and standing firm in those. And oh Lord, I pray as these people unleash on me now that you would just give me the ability to keep standing firm, Lord. It's our, whoa, that one was good. <laughs> it's okay, Lord, that, that, you know, that hurt. There's a vast difference. Friends, I don't know what's coming up in 2017. But I do know this. We are called to be that. That's it. Just that. Oh, Lord, I pray that would be the case for us, right? Ready. Ready for the year. Here we go. Welcome, team. I don't know what's coming, but the Lord's going to do some work. Let's be ready together. How do we finish? Here's how I'd like to finish. The last thing the text talks about is praying. So I'm going to provide a little bit of extended time here, just prayer for you. And just kind of take this and um, what, I'm going to let the Spirit of God do work. What, what needs to be prayed for? And here's what I want to do. If, if I could have the pastors, elders, um, and, and wives, could you come up and just kind of line up here and uh, come on up and um, just line up close. And here's, here's what we're going to do. Um, while we're taking time of prayer here, I'm just going to ask, would you do this? I'm going to ask, would you please do this uh, as a way to start our year out to where you would just come up and let's do, let's do this, ladies with ladies, guys with guys, just come up to, to one of our pastors or, or elders or wives and, and just say, would you pray for, don't give an explanation about the surrounding circumstances and all that's going on and everything. Maybe it's one of these things. So, you know, right now, would you just pray that, that I would have a mindset of standing firm in this coming year? Would you, would you pray for me on that? Because, by the way, we're supposed to pray for each other, right? And sometimes we, we as a church, I don't know if it comes of me because of my timidity in some things or what, but sometimes we get timid about this. So I'm just going to ask, would, would there be something that you just want to come up while we're in time of prayer, just come up, come up to someone and, and just tell them, hey, would you pray for me right now this? And they'll just pray a couple sentence prayer for you, put their hands on your shoulders and just pray over you for this coming year. Can we do that? I think that would be really cool. Okay? So let's take some time to pray. Let's bow our heads. Pray and you just come up and just come up to anyone. Just ask them, would you just pray for me about? We want to pray for each other. So we're going to take some time. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand. Stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Stand.
praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. So Lord, we actually enter this year excited. We enter this year hopeful. Not because of who we are, not because of our bank account, not even because of what gift or gifts we got for Christmas, but because of you, and you alone. Lord, you know we live in a world of chaos. We live in a world of hurt. But you are redeeming the times. You are doing a work. You are showing yourself mighty. You are awesome. You are God. King of kings and ruler of rulers. And one day you're coming again. And you're going to turn this mess into something marvelous. And until then, in your strength, armored up, standing firm, praying, God, in your sovereignty, bring the year on. Set ourselves on you, Lord. Set ourselves on you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.